KMTT, Kimitzion, Tetzei Torah, Udvar Hashem, Yerushalayim. www.kimitzion.org Having a new week. Today is Monday. As on every Monday, today's shiur will be the shiur in the mitzvah ashavuit, the weekly mitzvah, Harav Binyamin Tavori. This week, because Purim will be on Motzei Shabbat, we read the Megillah Motzei Shabbat on Sunday morning, I have decided to give the Shayur about reading the Megillah Balaylo Bayam. The background for the Shayur is a question that I was asked uh, many years ago by a Chayal, a, a student at Yeshivat Haaretzion, who was at that time in military service, and the Mefaked, his commanding officer, told him that he could go to hear Kriyat Megillah in his, where he was stationed, there was no Megillah and there was no one to read, there was no Minyan, but he would allow him to go to a neighboring uh, city where he could hear the Megillah, but he said he could only allow him to go once. And it was up to this Chayal to choose if it would be better for him to go at night to hear the Megillah, or to go in the morning to hear the Megillah. And he asked me this question, and I discussed it, and would like to share with you the reasoning for the discussion. The Gemara says in Megillah, Davdalit Amaralif, Amar Rabbi Yosheb ben Levi, Chayav Adam Likot Tamgila Balayla Ulashanata Bayom. Rabbi Yosheb ben Levi said a person should read the Megillah at night and read it again in the second in a second time in the daytime. The Gemara has a whole discussion what Lashanota means, what this word Mishnah, what does it really mean? At the end, we pass in that it means to read the Megillah both at night and the daytime. In the Gemara, the same page, they bring another source for the same halacha that a person should read the Megillah twice. It's very well known that the Mishnah on Dafbeis Amud Aleph, the first Mishnah Masechus Megillah, says that you can read the Megillah on the fourteenth, but you could read the Megillah well in Yerushalayim in the city Mukefes Chama. You read the Megillah on the fifteenth. You actually could read the Megillah before, and the Gemara explains that there were villages not far from major cities. But in those villages, many people did not know how to read and write. And therefore, there was no one there who could read the Megillah. So in order to allow them to hear the Megillah and yet not to disrupt their normal life, the Chachamim instituted that you could read the Megillah on the 11th, the 12th, the 13th, the 14th, and as we said, Yerushalayim on the 15th. The reasoning reasoning was that people go to marketplace on Mondays and Thursdays. Therefore, the Chachamim said, when they go to the market and they go to the bigger cities, they'll certainly find someone there that can read the Megillah for them. And then, they'll hear the Megillah in that city. So the Cheshbon, the way of reckoning it out, is based on the Mishnah that if, if Purim, let's say the 14th, is going to be on Friday, so then they could read the Megillah on Thursday when they went to market, which would be the 13th. If, if Wednesday were the 14th, then they'd read the Megillah on the 12th, 
which is on the Monday before. If Purim was on the Sunday, they would read the Megillah the Thursday before that on the 11th. So therefore, Purim can be, the Megillah can be read the 11th, 12th, the 13th, and the 14th. This led many scholars to a simple question. When did they read the Megillah at night? In truth, they went to the villages in the day to hear the Megillah. But when did they read the Megillah at night? This led many scholars to say that the takana of reading the Megillah was basically to read the Megillah in the daytime. And night is not mentioned in the Mishnah at all. The Mishnah later on says things that are kosher by Yom are things that are, must be done at night. And the list of the things to be done in the daytime, they have the Megillah. But in the things that they have to be done at night, they do not mention the Megillah. It seems that the Mikra Megillah in the nighttime is not mentioned in the Mishnah. Some people even went so far as to say that maybe at one time they only read the Megillah in the daytime and not in the nighttime. Be that as it may, I'd like to return to that question later on. What did the people who traveled to the cities, how did they read the Megillah at night? It seems from the Mishnah, from the very fact that the Mishnah has Kriyas Megillah in the daytime, doesn't have Kriyas Megillah at night, from this problem of the Bnei HaKfarim, these people who in the villages who went earlier, it really might seem that Kriyas Megillah Balayla is somehow not as important as Kriyas Megillah Bayom. In fact, Tosfus says, on Daftalat Amadalif, that our custom, the Ashkenazic custom, is that we read the Megillah at night and the daytime. At night, we recite three brachos, Amikra Megillah, She'asanisim, and Shechianu. In the daytime, we repeat the same three brachos, even though we made Shechianu the night before, we make Shechianu again in the daytime, which is unusual. Usually when you do a mitzvah twice, you would say Shechianu the first time, within a certain period of time. If you do the mitzvah twice, then you would make one bracha. The only time you would make two brachas, and that would be a whole discussion when there would be a suffix if you were Yotze the first time, for example, by Shofar and Rosh Hashanah. But normally, if you do one mitzvah twice, you would say Shechianu the first time. So Tosfus says that Ikar Kriyasa Megillah Bayom. Since the essence, the main part of reading the Megillah is in the daytime, therefore we say Shechianu in the daytime. And Tosfus point proves it from the fact that Balayla Sudas Purim Shachla Balayla a person who ate the Sudas Purim at night did not fulfill his obligation. Sudas Purim must be done in the daytime. So it seems from this Tosfus that Kriyas Hamigila Bayom is certainly more important than Kriyas Hamigila Balayla. Therefore, we make Shechianu again in the daytime. I'd like to share a famous chidush that was proposed by Rav Salvechik, but was proposed because of a different reason. There is a shita quoted by Hagos Memonios in the end of Hilchos Megillah, which says that at night, you do not, when you daven mariv, you do not say Al-Hanisim. The night of Purim. In other words, this Motzei Shabbos, when you daven Mariv, you do not say Al-Hanisim. We don't paskin like that shita. But there is such a shita that you don't say Al-Hanisim unless you've already read the Megillah. If you've read the Megillah and then afterwards you daven Mariv and then or you eat a meal, then you would say Al-Hanisim. But if you do the way we normally do, you daven Mariv and then read the Megillah, 
you say we don't say Alanisim at all. Now this seems a very strange shita. Why is it that you don't read that you don't say Alanisim? It's Purim. When Purim we say Alanisim. So the Rav explained, and it seems to me basically mainly because of this shita, the Rav proposed his idea that really Purim doesn't really begin until the day of Purim. The night before Purim is exactly what I just said. The night before Purim. Normally, when we have Kedushas Hayom, when we have a concept of a day which has Kedusha, so we pass in that the day begins with a night. Every day that has Kedusha, the night begins the Kedusha. At the time of of Kachavim, the time of Shkia, whatever time we work with halachically, the Kedushas Hayom enters, and mitzvahs of the Yom that are based on Kedushas Hayom that begin in the evening are begin at, at the evening because that is the time of Kedushas Hayom. Purim doesn't have Kedushas Hayom. The din of Kedushas Hayom is not a din when there's a Chiyuv Daraisa of Kedusha. The Torah imposed Kedusha upon that day, or actually told us to impose Kedusha, Mekadesh Yisrael Vazmanim. That day becomes a day of Kadosh, and Kedusha is reflected, for example, by Easter Malacha, an Easter Minat Torah of doing Malacha. So then, there's Kedusha Sayom. When you say there's Kedusha Sayom, Kedusha Sayom must begin at nighttime. But on Edin Drabanan, for example, Purim, there is no Kedusha Sayom. There's no Easter Malacha. There's no inherent Kedusha for that day. We know that the amount of Aliyos that are given on, on every day depend upon the Easter Malacha of that day. On a regular weekday, when we read the Torah, we read three Aliyos. On Chol HaMoed, on Rosh Chodesh, when we have a, some sort of a partial Easter Malacha, we read four Aliyos. On Yom Tov, when there's more Easter Malacha, you have five. And then we build up to Yom Kippur, where we have six, and Shabbos, when we have seven. On Purim, of course, we have three Aliyos. There's no Easter Malacha on Purim. There could be a custom, there could be Minhagim of not doing Malacha at certain times. Like on Chanukah, we also have such a concept that there might be a time when you don't do Malacha, but that's only a minig. The din the, is that, according to strict law, there's no Easter Malacha at all. That means there's no Kedushas Hayam. If there's no Kedushas Hayam, there is no inherent reason to say that the, that Purim starts at night. So the Rav's big Chiddush was that Purim actually starts in the daytime. It, it really has no Kedusha. So the mitzvahs Hayam of Purim really begin in the daytime. That's why we pass in that the Chiyuvim of the night before, Sudas Purim She'achla Balayla Lo Chavaso, we also pass in that Kriya Samigila at night, you say Shachyanu in the daytime because that's Iker Kriya Samigila. The Iker of Purim is really in the daytime. And therefore, for Shalachmanes, Matanas Levyonim, all those dinim should be done in the daytime and not at the nighttime. So the Rav explained that since Pur, it's not really Purim, then when you daven Mariv, before you read the Megillah, since it's not Purim, you say Alanisim. However, if you've already read the Megillah, so then I claim that the concept of the Tefillah becomes Purimdik. It's not Purim in terms of that it's actually the day of Purim yet, but since you've read the Megillah, the, the what you're doing now is considered within the realm, within the framework of Purim, and therefore you say Alanisim. 
I, I said this, that according to this idea, it would seem to me that if a person who lives outside Yerushalayim goes to Yerushalayim for Purim, for their Purim on the 15th, he already fulfilled all his obligations. On the 14th, he did Shalach Manes, Matanas Lev Yonim, Sudas Purim, he heard the Megillah. And then he went to sleep at his own home and stayed in his own home. And the night of the 15th, he woke up in the morning of the 15th in his home outside Yerushalayim. He's certainly not chayiv in any chiyuvim of Purim. Then he comes to Yerushalayim to share in the simcha of his family, of his friends, to be together with the Jews of Yerushalayim on the day of Purim. And then he goes to a suda where they eat sudas Purim. So even though it's not Purim for him, but since they say Alanisim, it seems to me that it would be possible to say Alanisim because, as I said before, it's Purim Dik. It's not really the day of Purim for him, but I'm not sure there is a concept called the day of Purim for for Matanaslev for Alanisim. If it's Purim Dik, if it's surrounded, centered, the idea is concerned with Purim, then I think you can say Alanisim. So, according to the Rav Schedish, the Megillah, Kriyasa Megillah at night is actually Kriyasa Megillah before Purim. And now we can go back to the question that we started. The Bnei HaKfarim, those people that used to come to the cities to hear the Megillah, what did they do at night? How could they read the Megillah at night? They only read the Megillah in the daytime. As I said, it led certain scholars to think that there was no Kriyasa Megillah by Yom, and some by Laila. And some Rishonim might really say that since Kriyasa Megillah is the Iker by Yom, they did not mechayev, they did not require the Bnei Akfarim to read the night before. We are required to read the night and the day of Purim. The night before Purim and the day of Purim. But they weren't required at all. Comes the Mi'iri and says an amazing Chiddush. The Mi'iri discusses this question and he said one possibility. Perhaps the Bnei Akfarim went to the city. Let's say Purim was on Wednesday. Yudalit is on Wednesday. So the Bnei Akfarim went to the city, to the marketplace on Monday, which was the 12th, and then they read the Megillah. And then what did they do? So he says, Shema b'yom ha-kriya ha-yumolichim ha-boki l'sham v'koi balaylo sha'ach ha-kriyas ha-yom. Maybe what they did is they went to the city, they found the Balkriya, they found somebody who knew how to read the Megillah, and then they were taken home. So what did they do? They read the Megillah in the morning of the 12th and the night, which is actually the night of the 13th. So they read a Megillah in what we would call a backwards order. Instead of reading Megillah at night and the daytime, they read the Megillah at day and nighttime. But then the Mi'iri says, Sha'af We really should have done the same thing. Midichtiv, and then the Mi'iri quotes the other pasuk that I said in Megillah. Elokai yomam The pasuk says, or the other pasuk, the Gemara says you read the Megillah twice, and they quote a pasuk, one pasuk, Elokai Ekrayumam, I call to God in the daytime. Velotane, if I don't have the proper response, Velodumyali, I'm not silent. And the Gemara explains this pasuk, Ekrayumam, in the daytime I will read the Megillah. But at night, Velodumyali, I won't keep quiet. 
So he says, the Miri, the order should have been in the daytime and then the nighttime. So, why do we really do it? Why do we really, really the Megillah, the four, the night of the 14th and the day of the 14th? The Pasuk says we should read the 14th and afterwards. So the Miri explains the whole Cheshman that you can't do that. Because if you would read, let's say, outside Yerushalayim on the 14th, so the night of afterwards would be the night of the 15th. But in Yerushalayim they read the night in the 15th. And you, the Gemara says, Loz manot shalzek is manot shalzek. We do not read in Yerushalayim, in a city, Mukefes Choma, we do not read the same time as we read in a city outside, without walls. So we can't read on the night of 15th, but then you'll ask the obvious question, so let's push it off in Yerushalayim as well. Let them read the Megillah in Yerushalayim in the 15th in the morning and the 15th at night. So the Miri says, you can't do that. Because the Torah said you can read it in the 14th and the 15th, but you can't read past the 15th. You can read before the 15th, but not after the 15th. So in Yerushalayim, willy-nilly, you must read the 15th in the morning and must be the night before. So... Really, outside Yerushalayim, it would have made more sense to read the 14th in the morning and the 14th at night, which means the 15th, the night of the 15th. But since you can't do it, so therefore we read the Megillah beforehand, the night before Purim. The Miri said a major Chedesh, that really you should have read the Megillah on the 14th and the night of the 15th, but I don't understand, the night of the 15th isn't Purim. So according to the Rav, this Miri is unbelievable. The night before Purim is not Purim either. The night after Purim is not Purim either. So what difference does it make if you read the Megillah the night before Purim and the night after Purim? So inherently, you really should read the Megillah one night. Which night? It makes no difference. This statement can be proven by the Mi'iri in in a number of other places too. The Mi'iri says, for example... When the Gemara says, The Gemara said a person should read the Megillah at night and repeat the Megillah in the daytime. When the Meiri quotes this Gemara, he uses an interesting phrase. A person should read the Megillah at night when the morrow will be the day of Purim. From the fact that he says, It seems to be that tomorrow is Purim, but today is not actually Purim at all. And lest one should think that this uh, is a diuk, uh, strange, perhaps, or forced interpretation of the Miri, he repeats it again later on, just before the Mishnah, the fifth Mishnah, the Miri re- refers to the halacha that you have to eat Sudas Purim in the daytime. And he says, Sudas Purim, ain't ikasim chasal bayam. The Sudaf Purim is essentially in the daytime. The Miri says, if you eat Sudaf Purim at night, you do not fulfill the obligation. Which night? It makes no difference, says the Miri. If you were Yotze, you're not Yotze, Sudaf Purim at night, whether it's the night before Purim or the night after Purim. Now, the fact that he equates the night before Purim and night after Purim, it's true that he equates them that you're not Yotze. But since he equates them, seems to be that he feels that there's no inherent difference with the night before Purim and the night after Purim. And again, he uses the phrase, Shemachraso Yom HaPurim. The tomorrow will be Purim, Olayla Sha'avar HaPurim. From the comparison, the night before Purim or the night after Purim, it seems that 
the Meiri anticipated the idea that Rav Salavechi propagated that there is no concept of Leil Purim. It's really Leil Shemachrasa Yom HaPurim. The Meiri also discusses if when you would say Shechianu on Purim. And he says that at night when we say Shechianu we say Shechianu for the for the Megillah, but we 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 repeat Shechianu again in the morning, and he said that perhaps we say Shechianu at the morning because it's Purim. The night before we say Shechianu on the Megillah, but in the morning we say Shechianu because it's Purim. He said, but that's not true. By other Yamim Tovim, we say Shechianu at night. And that Shechian on the Yom Tov, it goes on the Yom Tov, not just on the sitting, on the mitzvahs. For example, the night of Sukkot, we say Shechianu, and that Shechianu covers both the mitzvah of sitting in the Sukkah, and Shechianu to the etzem, to the concept of, of, of that we've reached the day of Sukkot in, in general. So the Me'iri says, Hadin Nosenkach, that's logical. At night, the night of Sukkot is a Yom Tov. But this is not true on Simchas Purim. Why? Because, as the Torah was said, you do not fulfill the, fulfill the obligation of Sudas Purim at night. You only fulfill in the daytime. But it seems that the Mi'iri compares it to Sukkot. At Sukkot, you would fulfill the Chiyuvim at night because the Yom Tov starts at night. But Purim actually doesn't start until the daytime. So, what we've learned so far is that it certainly seems that reading the Megillah at night is not as important as reading the Megillah in the daytime. In fact, we've suggested that the day of Purim is the Ikar of Purim and the night before Purim is exactly that, just the night before Purim. However, the Rambam seems to differ in our whole approach. The Rambam says that you do say Shechianu the night of Purim. Three brachos are made when you read the Megillah at night. Amikra Megillah, Sha'asanisim, and Shechianu. And the Rambam says you do not repeat Shechianu in the daytime. So, one of our main arguments was based upon the assumption that you do not say Shechianu in you say Shechianu again in the daytime. And the Shechianu in the daytime is because of Purim, because Ika Kriyasa Megillah is Bayom. But the Rambam says that you do not say Shechianu in the daytime. So perhaps the Rambam disagreed with everything we said. On one hand, it's possible. However, one might conjecture that even according to the Rambam, we could use our the same approach. The only question would be that the Rambam might say that since I made the bracha of Shechianu already, even though it's not Purim, but the Maaseh, a mitzvah of Kriyas HaMegillah, what I actually did the night before, can be defined as a Maaseh mitzvah. So once you made that bracha, Shechianu won the Maaseh mitzvah, so you don't repeat the Shechianu the next day, even though the Rambam might admit that the day of Purim is more important than the nighttime. Our, the Ashkenazic custom, of course, is that we make three brachas, but the, there's another custom that they do in many communities that when they, before they read the Megillah, 
someone will announce that we're going to make three brachas, but we should have kavana when we say shechianu that the shechianu could encompass all the mitzvahs of Purim, as mishlach manas, matanas levyonim, and sudas Purim, which really apply in the daytime. The reason for that statement may be because they're choshesh v'shitas Rambam. They think that since the Rambam said, you don't make Shekhyanu, so we'll sort of cover all our bases by announcing that our Shekhyanu, we have an intention of other things as well. According to Tosfus, you don't have to do that. According to Tosfus, you say Shekhyanu bayom, because Ika Kriyasa Megillah bayom, the main reading of the Megillah is, is in the daytime, and that would suffice to say the brach of Shekhyanu. Now, if everything we said so far is true, so it is possible that we should tell our soldier that since Ika Kriyasa Megillah Bayam, since the essence of reading Megillah is daytime, in fact, it might not even be Purim the night before, so therefore he should tell his commanding officer that he wants to be excused in the daytime and not go to the night Kriyasa Megillah. This would lead us to another issue, which we will mention very briefly. Here we have an assumption that Kriyasa Megillah Bayom is more important than Kriyasa Megillah Balayla. Nevertheless, one mitzvah precedes the other. We have a concept of Zvizim Magdimim Le Mitzvah. So a person who has an opportunity to do a mitzvah should do it at first, the first chance he has. A mitzvah which comes to hand, you should not push off. Do not delay. Do the mitzvah as soon as you can. Here we have an interesting question. What happens when you have a mitzvah to do immediately, and you could do it immediately, but yet if you would put it off, you'd have some sort of a bigger mitzvah or a bigger kilm of the mitzvah, do you fulfill the mitzvah in a more enhanced fashion or in a much better fashion by delaying? Which value would supersede the other? Would we say that it's better to do something immediately because of mitzvah bal yotchatach and we would lose the enhanced kiyum later on? Or should we say no? Mitzvah bal yotchatach is a, is, a, is a value, but the value of doing the mitzvah in a more precious way, in a dearer way, in a full kiyum, would be greater. This question was raised by many achronim. There is a discussion of this in the Torah Tmima on the Pasuk, Ushmaitem Esamatzos. Ushmaitem Esamatzos was explained by Chazal as a drosha that not just Ushmaitem Esamatzos, but Ushmaitem Esamitzos. We should be careful about mitzvos. And that is the source of the halacha, mitzvah bal yadcha tachmitzena. A mitzvah that comes to hand, don't procrastinate, don't push it off, do it immediately. There the, the Tmima discusses this issue, what happens when there's a conflict between the immediacy of the mitzvah and an enhanced kiyom at a later date. For example, a person has a bris to his son as a son and he wants to do the bris. Now we know, especially by bris, that there's a concept of zvizim magdimim le mitzvahs, of getting up early on the eighth day and fulfilling the mitzvah as soon as possible. On the other hand, many people will live in a community, live in society, where they want certain guests to come to their bris, they want to have a larger crowd, berov am hadras melech, their own relatives, their own 
parents, the grandparents, the great-grandparents, all kinds of relatives want to come to the bris. Would we say, well, since Barava Madras Melech is a real value to have the mitzvah done with a greater uh, audience, with a greater community, a Barav Am, maybe we should d- delay the mitzvah and do it later rather than do it earlier in the morning. The Taratimah quotes a, a very interesting question. There was a case where a person was put in jail and he demanded religious rights. His rights were that he felt he should go to shul. The courts decided that he could go to shul once a year. For whatever crime he went to prison, they allowed him the leniency of leaving the prison once a year to go to shul. And then the question was asked, when would it be best to go to shul? One could posit many suggestions. For example, some people might say you should wait till Yom Kippur because uh, Yom Adir Bashana is such a special day of the year. We spend the whole day in shul. He can spend the whole day in shul. Others might suggest Rosh Hashanah because there's a mitzvah daraisa of Tkiyah Shofar. Maybe he didn't have a shofar in the prison. He would go to the shul. He would hear. Some people might even suggest Parsha Zachar. This Shabbos, we read Parsha Zachar according to one opinion in Tosfos quoted in the Shulchan Aruch. Parsha Zachar is a mitzvah daraisa to eat to hear. Tefillah B'tzibor it does not seem to be a biblical obligation to daven with a minion. But could be that Kriyas Parsha Zacha B'tzibor to hear Parsha Zacha with a minion is a mitzvah daraisa. So therefore maybe you should wait for Parsha Zacha. And all kinds of suggestions could be made. One of the one of the suggestions was mitzvah baliyot chatach mitzena. The first moment that a person can do a mitzvah is the time that he should do the mitzvah. And even though he could push it off and perhaps have a greater kiyum later on, it would not be appropriate to push off a mitzvah and do it in a, with a better kiyum when he can do something immediately. So this question could be raised in our case as well. Here we would have a compound question. One, is it really more important to read the Megillah at night or the daytime? We've explained that according to Tosfus, it might be that more important to hear the Megillah in daytime. We question whether the Rambam, the Sfari Psak, would disagree or not. But now we have another issue. Even if we would assume that Kriyas HaMegillah Balayla is more important, should a person say, I'll do what I have to do now, because Mitzvah Baliyad Chatach Mitzana. When we're dealing with army conditions, we should also think of another problem. The fact that you can go now, or go tomorrow, in English, they have the expression, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Perhaps, you don't know, nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Maybe some sort of emergency will come up. And in the army, it's certainly possible that something could arise that tomorrow will make it more difficult to go. I had a friend who was a doctor in emergency medicine. And he told me that we discussed the time to Davi Mincha. And he said for him, the time to Davi Mincha is the first moment where you're legally allowed to Davi Mincha and forget about looking for a minion, forget about anything else, the first moment. Because he said he dealt with emergency medicine. He was involved in emergency cases all the time. So he could never plan to go, let's say, at 4.30 to Davi Mincha because who knows what will happen at 4.30. Since he was involved in such work, he felt the best solution would be to Davi Mincha the first available moment. Perhaps we could use this argument for our Chayal as well. The idea would be to hear the Megillah, the first possible opportunity, because who knows what's going to be in the future. 
All these questions came up, came to play when we discussed this question with the Chayal. The, indeed, the real approach to this question would be, firstly, to check with the local authorities in the army, to check with the Rav Tzvai, with the uh, chaplain of the base, to discuss with the, with the commanders of the base. It seems that according to the Pukudot Matkal, according to the requirements, the official requirements of the army, they are required to allow every soldier to go twice to hear the Megillah. So unless there is some sort of extenuating circumstances that has to be justified in law, it seems the question is really only a theoretical question, because practically the Chayal should go twice and insist upon his rights that he's allowed to go twice to the to hear the Megillah. For our purposes, the Shi'ur discussed the issue which is more important to read the Megillah at night or in the daytime. I find I found in my years in reading the Megillah and Chutzlaretz that many people, the crowds were always bigger at night than in the daytime. And it seems that we should try to explain to people that reading the Megillah in the daytime, certainly, maybe, and possibly is definitely a more important kiyom ha-mitzvah than reading the Megillah. So we should really try to make sure that we hear the Megillah both by Layla or by Yom.